Hello, and welcome back to They Made Another One, where each week we discuss an oft-forgotten installment in a franchise and see if you should check it out for yourself. I'm one of your hosts, Corey, and it's a good thing that you have a pen. And with me, I've got Jade. This does not speak well to your deductive abilities at all. It does not at all. Jade, it's it's just you and me, pal. Hey, let's go. <laughs> we're, we're finally doing it. We've been threatening each other for years to do a podcast <laughs> About... with no one else. <laughs> that's true. Oh, my God. That's true. And, and it's finally happening. <laughs> it's finally happening. All it took was the power of the death note. Yeah. All I had to do was, you know practice my penmanship a little bit with liam and mitch huge mistake of theirs to let me see their faces but (laughs) that's how it goes sometimes that's why i podcast in a mask yeah exactly (laughs) it's been kind of my go-to solution um so through a series of complicated scheduling issues by which people were unavailable and then available and then unavailable again um Liam and Mitch just couldn't be here in time. However, I would like to tease a little bit. Liam is going to make an appearance in recorded form later. From beyond the grave. From beyond... I'm RIP to my good personal friend, Liam, who did uh, die (laughs) before this podcast happened, which is, you know, tough for the podcast rest in podcast but at least we have content you got a little bit of content out of him before yeah. he left on my gravestone i just wanted to say like at least there was content or potentially just put like is this content <laughs> like so when people come like remember my legacy or whatever They'll they just, can like, consider <laughs> like is being dead content and it might be we don't really know i think it is I, I agree. Um, but thank you for, like, stepping in. I know that, obviously, like, we're friends and we like to do this. But, you know, just being like, hey, do you want to come <laughs> do the show? There's no one else is maybe not the most appealing proposition in the world. Yeah, so thank you. I, you know, I love being a last resort. <laughs> you were actually the first resort for oh. what it's worth. Um. And take that, everybody listening who thought they might have been on that list. <laughs> Hell yeah, making you, enemies. You, you might know who you are. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I record with Neil too much to have considered that. And then from there, it was kind of <laughs> the rest of it was over. Um, as we were brainstorming this, we came up with the plan that we were going to do this podcast l- last week as soon as we knew that the scheduling was going to be a little bit goofed up. And um, there was a you, you had a short list separate from our list. We did not get William Castle film generated this time around. This is more along the lines of like uh, like Jade Dickinson movie madness or something like that. <laughs> it's like a the Doctor Strange movie. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> Jade and Corey in the multiverse of movies or whatever. Uh, disgusting. <laughs> Directed by Sam Raimi's ghost or something. Um. And we ultimately landed on Death Note from 2017. And this movie has a little bit of lore in that we've been meaning to do it since very early on. 
in the show's like life and just hadn't gotten there yet and we're so we're ticking a box after several years of potential box ticking opportunities it feels good it's nice <laughs> and you are going to have to do some heavy lifting here i mean i have seen the movie now sort of an important step but uh i personally couldn't tell you a, a single goddamn thing about death note i still don't know if i can to be perfectly <laughs> honest not even I'm not, about the movie. <laughs> I'm not convinced this was the most reliable edition of the text. But um, my understanding of Death Note before watching this movie, aside from like a handful of, I was going to say screenshots. I guess they would be screenshots because it's not like people are taking pictures of physical books. But like I had seen a couple like images from it. And I definitely understood the premise of like you write a name in a book and a, and a guy dies. Uh, yeah. I literally think that was it. I don't think I knew there was a demon man. Oh, interesting. I don't think I didn't know shit about shit. So this was all new to me, which leads me to ask Jade, did you have any kind of previous experience <laughs> with death? You're laughing already. So I have to assume the answer. Is yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is what I've I... got like more nefarious, <laughs> like the more, like, you're just sitting there like 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 tapping all your fingers together like man they're going to ask me about the death note <laughs> all i ever want is for people to ask me about the death note and say that i'm a solid eight those are the only two things of my hierarchy Dude, of your needs. your your gravestone is going to say at the top of it is going to be ask me about the death note and then below that it will be remembered as a solid eight <laughs> She died as she lived a solid eight. <laughs> Literally, I would be so happy if that was how I remembered. But anyway. Solid uh, eight. Look, we're not like it's aw. we don't have to get up to ten. No. It's not about that. There's nothing wrong with being a solid eight. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Death Note was one of my first animes I ever watched. It was definitely the first like short shorter anime I ever watched because I was really into like Naruto and Sailor Moon and stuff but those are like fucking odysseys like you're watching them for years and years Death Note yeah. is two seasons and it is one of those things that you watch when you're a teenager and it makes you feel like a genius <laughs> <laughs> which um, I guess I, I won't get into my opinion of the movie quite yet but the anime is like it's full of schemes it's full of like scre cool screamo music and awesome like guitars but then what, also what years was this that it was like coming out oh shit i thought you were supposed to do that sort of research. No, no, no 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 like i know the movie when the movie came out okay i don't know shit about death note i'm, I'm wondering how it had 2000s. screamo that's all i was wondering i'm like damn it how was it... like <laughs> screamo's been around for a little bit it came out 2006 right but 2006 yeah, 7 lines up right though for like screamo being popular enough yeah. to put it in the big anime yeah i have one of the the second o opening song is in pretty regular rotation on my spotify it's called what's up people and it's awesome maybe you could put a clip in <laughs> <laughs> okay just kidding you don't have to <laughs> no don't do that but uh yeah it's called what's up people it's great it's a really good hype song um 
But then it also has all this like gothic sort of occult. Like it's for the goths, it's for the emos, it's for kids that just don't fit in. It don't like want to fit in. <laughs> my Chemical Romance core. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it's Ger- all- Gerard Way is like, why won't somebody let me write in the Death Note? Uh, literally, um, he said that yesterday. That's a direct quote. Really? Wow. No, and- <laughs> it's, but imagine. It's full of hot people. Also, speaking of, like. Like, well, if you're attracted to anime characters, The hump you have to get over is, do you think anime is hot? And then from there, it kind of continues. Yeah. Do you think that anime is hot? Do you like late 2000s hairstyles where it's guys with, like, most of their hair is bangs? Um, Do you like Final Fantasy is what you're asking? Yeah. Well, I don't like Final Fantasy because it's boring. (laughs) Right. But, like... It's sort of like, what if Final Fantasy you, was My Chemical Romance? Yeah, what if Final Fantasy was My Chemical Romance? And instead <laughs> this is of My having, Kingdom Hearts. Instead of having weapons, they're just like coming up with extremely ridiculous schemes that like... Schemes just, to do what? To, to kill or not be killed. So... <laughs> Oh, this is going to be hard to explain if you've only seen the movies because everyone in the movie is a fucking idiot. <laughs> right. Just but give me like the, like, you don't need to like Rosetta Stone me here, yeah. but just like, just the gist works. So, so Light, um, the main character, yeah. finds the Death Note. He does not need to be convinced in the anime. He immediately is like, oh, I'm going to become the god of a new world. Um, he's also like, he's not an outcast. He's super popular, handsome, straight A student. Like everyone loves him. Um, and he's super friendly and like cute on the outside, but on the inside, he's like really fucked up. Um, (laughs) and he doesn't have family trauma like he does in the movie. He's just like that. Um, it's like, he's just thinks he's better than other people. Um, and so he starts killing these people similarly to in the movie, eventually, um, his his dad is also a cop in the anime. Uh, Misa is not fucking a cheerleader at his school. <laughs> um, she comes in later, and she's like a model, like a Lolita, like goth model. Okay. Um, and she does not com- really compete with Light. She like does everything he says. He he manipulates her. Light is like a master manipulator in the anime, which he is not like at all in the movie um and then yeah, this uh, is a this is <laughs> a lot the movie in my mind that was much more of a departure than i would have assumed yes um it is a departure yes it is um l does get brought in as the detective um as this like ge- you know weird quirky quirked up genius detective <laughs> he's also that in anime i was in love with him as a 14 year old i had a huge crush on l um and he yeah it's him and light they have this rivalry they want to you know light wants to kill l l wants to bring light to justice but the big difference in the anime is that they become besties uh in the anime they're also like best friends and so there's this there's a lot of religious allegorical imagery with Kira and L in general. Um, but like they like hang the, out. Well, Kira, 
Um, yeah, they hang out. Yeah, basically. They start going to college together. They have tennis matches. But they're Elle, trying to kill each other as well. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, okay. they're try- <laughs> like, Elle is trying to find proof. He's trying to figure out how Light is killing people and also trying to bring him to justice. So he's like, I have to be really close to him. So basically, they're not like actually best friends, but then they do like, they're the only people that like respect each other or like really understand each other. So they have like that sort of bond. This, if you can imagine in the early 2010s anime community um, led to a lot of girls shipping them. Oh yeah. People must do the AO3 page must be fucking insane. It's popping off. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of people shipped them. There is a scene where L like washes lights feet um uh, are you okay with me spoiling the anime i am and also i have read the bible so i do i maybe know where this i maybe know what they're trying to do here i haven't read the bible i've read the whole bible wall to wall damn (laughs) i'm I'm so i'm so biblically knowledgeable i've i'm familiar with ecclesiastes Okay. And all and all that shit. That's not, I've I did not read the entire Bible. I've read a, a a bunch of it. Maybe we should just talk about. Maybe we should have a Bible podcast. Yeah, actually. like like a Bible <laughs> Bible study for people who have no interest in actually being religious, but you're yeah. treating it like a lore dump. Yeah, because I've never. I don't know anything about the Bible anyway. But um, L <laughs> washes lights. The Death feet. Note is my Bible. Yeah, exactly. I'm like when you first said that, I was like. Does he mean he's read the manga <laughs> of the Bible, the like the well, action no. Bible? When you're like, oh, I've read the Bible. I know spoilers. I thought you oh. meant that you had read the Death Note manga. Oh, no. That's very <laughs> funny, though. For a second, because I'm like, what? But no, you mean the actual Bible. That makes a lot more sense. But anyway, Light does kill L in the anime. Um, okay. And it's very convoluted how it happens. You do not figure out L's actual name. He basically gets another... Oh, I mean, anyone who listens to this podcast, I guess, major spoilers for Death Note. I've already spoiled a huge thing, but um, he gets... Like, it's a it's diff- been out for like a decade or two. Like, <laughs> they had a chance. <laughs> he... So L or Light... Sorry, their names are too fucking similar. Um, Light gets another Death God... Also, you see like a bunch of death gods in the anime. He gets another one that's not Ryuk to um, kill L, basically. Uh, so okay. he like cheats. Um, and then, yeah, there's all this Bible stuff and whatever. Everyone, and then Light eventually dies at the end, also. He gets killed by like the cops or whatever. Um, but yeah, so. I understand the movie's a lot shorter, so not as much time for extremely elaborate schemes and whatnot. How long is the anime? I think it's like Ish. 50, maybe I want to say like 50 episodes. Um, oh, okay, so that's like a lot, but it's not like insane or anything. It's not that long at all. In terms of an anime, let me see. I can pull up. Yeah, I, I mean, I had a, I had a roommate that started watching One Piece, and he did it with like <laughs> he did it with a guide because he wanted yeah. to know which filler arcs and like filler episodes to skip that's what i do with naruto yeah. yeah it's not like that there's no filler so there's 37 episodes yeah it's light work yeah so um 
Light work, bro? Come on. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you had to you had to point out your own joke. Which makes it way funnier. Up. That's like it's what they tell you in comedy school. They're like, tell everybody how funny you are. <laughs> yeah, make sure you yeah, make sure you're really telling people exactly when you make a joke. Anyway, so that is my summary of Death Note the anime. Um Misa, I don't think dies. There's like a bunch of weird fucked up shit that happens. Light is like also not in love with Misa or anything. Like he does not care. He just manipulates her. He manipulates this other woman. He manipulates just all these people. He doesn't give a shit about like, it's not like the movie at all where he's like more of like an actual human being. It's like. I'm gathering that it's like he's like so like it's like a full of himself thing where he's yeah, like i'm he's, so much better yeah. than everybody that i'm just gonna yeah. prove it by like being the death note guy he's high on his own supply and... that's almost that's literally what i was going to say wow <laughs> um and this is why we're doing bible study this is why we're doing bible study because jesus loves getting high on his own <laughs> supply <laughs> kind of his whole thing and who who better to do that than people who think of the same saying at the same time hell yeah um so yeah, that's a summary. I guess I want to know what you thought of the movie with like no background. I feel like maybe I should have asked you before I said all that shit. No, you're good because we have to go through a whole bunch of shit before we get to the fun part okay. of talking about the movie. Okay, because I'll let a you whole do bunch that. of people made it, and we're gonna talk about those people first because I have nothing else to say about Death Note. Uh, it like conceptually like I just literally don't know enough to continue talking about Death Note other than this movie it's one of those things where it seems like interesting to me but uh, I do find getting into not even just anime but like TV show structured things in general difficult because they feel like big time commitments and I build it up in my head as like where am I going to find the time to do that and then uh I don't end up ever watching any of these things. So I, I don't know if I ever would, but like, it sounds interesting. Um, and obviously it's popular, but yeah, I just, I don't know what the deal is. Like I said, I didn't know there was a Ryuk to go around. Yeah. Ryuk is super popular too. Or at least maybe, it used to maybe be. I had like seen it and just not really known what I was looking at. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Where it's like, Oh, that's the death God from death note. He's the titular death part <laughs> yeah you're just like it's a it's like a funny joker <laughs> yeah it's like what if the joker loved memes and was like really tall and hot <laughs> yeah and loves apples <laughs> yeah he does uh he does hate doctors so we do learn that oh yeah about Ryuk. Yeah, I don't trust Western medicine either. Yeah, that's why he he eats apples out of... I like that it's not that he hates doctors. It's a distrust of Western medicine. He eats, doc, he eats doctors. He eats apples because he's in the United States now and has to tr- attempt to comprehend the medical system. He's like, I'm just going to eat apples. He's like, I don't know how to get insurance. You I don't know fucked. what my copay is. What are my deductibles? Yeah. I'm just going to eat apples. I loved the 14 episode arc of the 37 episode show where ryuk tries to get health insurance (laughs) oh no that would be horrible liberty mutual is that one of them (laughs) i don't know it sounds like (laughs) do you know the song it's for liberty mutual (laughs) 
Yeah, it's liberty, liberty, liberty. I think liberty. I heard that in the in the hive mind jingles bracket. Oh my god! <laughs> of course um, he did. Yeah, well, it was there or like a commercial from forty years ago. That's the only two places I would have heard it. So, um, do you have the Empire Carpets ad down there? Empire. Wait, eight hundred five eight eight two three hundred. Empire today. today. <laughs> <laughs> wow! It doesn't go wow at the end, or is uh, that O'Reilly? They, they, they added the wow later, I think. Okay. Um. Oh oh oh. O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Uh, Auto why? parts. Why wow! Did they, did they um, do wow at the end of that? Why did I'll- they? Uh, <laughs> What TV channel could I have even been watching in Canada to be getting the ads for that, the, for the carpet guys? Because, like, it's not like I was going to hire them. <laughs> like, I have no idea. I can't answer that. Nowadays, since I watch things on, like, streaming and YouTube, all of my ads are targeted. So I get ads for, like, large, like, Cuban-style button-up shirts, I assume, <laughs> because I'm a gay woman. <laughs> And, um, and like what else were they gonna advertise you yeah and then just like therapy for like like gay people and um that like guess, app oh, that therapy app that definitely seems bad yeah and then like psoriasis medication because my uh, last roommate had psoriasis is the only thing i can think of with that most of my ads now are for psoriasis medication, which I don't have. So. That's really interesting. I yeah. do most of my casual viewing of anything on YouTube, and I have YouTube Premium. Uh, I don't see a commercial that I don't actively seek out, ever. That's crazy. I'm um, always looking at commercials. I watch a lot of Mad Men, as you know. Yeah. Um, but for the for the listeners, I I've been watching so much fucking Mad Men. Oh my god! For, for the listeners, I'm extremely <laughs> Mad Men built. I'm so Mad Men built, and like I remember when I started watching it to relate it back to what this podcast is supposed to be about. Nah. I started I started watching it, and I was like, oh my god, this is like as good as an anime. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, was Mad Men the peak of Western anime? I think so. That's it the poll. Go, go if you're on Spotify, scroll down. There is a poll. Was <laughs> Mad Men the peak of Western anime? It really feels like it should. Like I would watch the shit out of like. Dude, a we Mad need a. We we need a fucking uh. An intro, like an intro video, for Mad Men, like an anime intro video. <laughs> that would be sick. But What's anyway, the OP for Mad Men. <laughs> Oh, the OP for the actual Mad Men show is pretty good. Right, I but, yeah. but nobody's doing any anime in it. That's true. Damn. If I stole <laughs> an animation, I would fucking do that. Anyway, but I watch Mad Men, which is about people that make advertisements. And then I watch it on Freevee, which is the Amazon streaming service, whatever. It has ads. And so I'll be watching them being like, oh, yeah, this is how we're going to like get bitches to buy fucking pine saw or whatever because it's the 1960s right. <laughs> um and then it's like an ad and then i just get an advertisement for like i don't know orange shoe like whatever on amazon and then i'm like in don draper mode because i'm like analyzing <laughs> i start i start chain smoking cigarettes <laughs> i have honestly i do smoke and watching Mad Men makes it really hard to like not smoke too much 
Right, you're, I like, you're going I, through a whole pack of menthols. You don't even like, like them. You're, you're just like, I don't know, man. I gotta, I gotta catch this wave. How Dude. dare you say I not like menthols? I, I m- my understanding is that menthols are bad. Am I wrong? Oh my god, I love menthols. And can you answer a question for me? Yeah. Are they minty? Is that the gimmick? I mean, yeah, a little bit. If you get like a little cool, like it's like flavor blast it's like, in the back it, of your throat. So it's is it the similar feeling to you? You're chewing gum, and then as you're chewing gum, you drink cold water. Yeah, well, it's not that refreshing because instead of drinking cold water, you are inhaling, <laughs> inhaling hot smoke. smoke. <laughs> what if you're it was inhaling. the opposite of the thing that I said? Is it like that? Is it like if it's the opposite of the thing that I said? <laughs> but I mean, that's why they make menthols. It's because it, it like it balances it out a little bit, right? Um, um, do you have a preferred like? Do, do you want to make any cigarette recommendations while oh we're here? Oh my god, I'm so glad you asked, Corey. <laughs> Let's go to my special. The special. Uh, Can't believe section. Mitch isn't here for cigarette recommendations. <laughs> the special section of the episode that we called Jade's Jade Zig Corner. <laughs> um. Where I suggest that I'm really on, I'm really on the camel crushes right now. <laughs> do, they still, do they still have the cool looking camel like on the box? Does he have like sunglasses um, and shit? Wait, I got, oh man, I don't have the box next to me right now. Joseph no. Camel. It's basically like, do you know what a box of five gum looks like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So it looks like that, and then there's like a little bit of a there, and then there's just like the camel in the middle. But he doesn't have sunglasses. It's like not anthropomorphic. It's just a regular camel. It's in not. Profile. It's not Joseph Camel. No, but then he's surrounded by like this like minty green colored like VFX like wispy <laughs> like bullshit on like a black background. Um. Anyway, the cool thing about Camel Crushes how, is... How does it feel to chew Camel Crushes? Yeah. That's a little known fact is you don't have to smoke them. You can just pop them in your yeah. mouth and yeah, chew them off. Sort of like icebreakers. Yeah. But um, the reason they're called Camel Crushes is that in the filter, <laughs> there's a little pod. There's a little capsule, if you will. <laughs> and, and, I, and, and I will. And I, oh, and I fucking will. And if you don't like, see that I buy Camel Crushes because so many people don't like menthols, but everyone always wants some of my cigs and I like sharing them because I don't smoke that much. So it's nice to like get a box and then you just share it with all your friends like the weekend you're going out. Yeah. Whatever. Give some to a homeless guy. Give some to some random person outside the bar. Do people ever turn you down because they're like, oh, it's menthols. I'm out. Um, or do people just want the nicotine enough that they're like, oh, the- I'll, I'll fucking sm- <laughs> I'll smoke them if you got them, pal? I think the latter is much more common, but the former has happened to me before. Yeah. Yeah. This is an all time great anecdote. Like, I truly anyway, feel that way. No, but the great thing about the Camel Crushes, I, I haven't even gotten to it. There's a capsule in the filter. So if you pinch it, it will it, it bursts. Then it's a menthol. But if you don't do that, you can just smoke it like a regular cigarette. So what? it's good for everybody. Yeah. Jay. <laughs> hold on for a second, if you could. Okay. You're telling me that we have like interactable toy <laughs> gimmick cigarettes? Yeah, I we, got a we box. Have like, we have right fruit here. gusher cigarettes? Oh, yeah. 
and they're just giving this shit away to people? I mean, you have to pay, but I live well, in Richmond, get Virginia, so they basically give it away down here. Yeah. When when you drive into the city, there's like a huge like tower that's just shaped like a like a Marlboro red or something. There's a guy who stands at the sign of the city limits of Richmond, Virginia, holding a t-shirt gun, and you have to drive by with your windows down, and they actively shoot packs of Camel Crush into your car. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, thank you. You're like, I guess I'm into this now. And then another thing they don't tell you is the second they land in your car, a carabiner appears on your pants belt loop for your keys. Oh, my God. I don't have a carabiner anymore. (laughs) Somebody's not being gay enough. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I used to wear one because I wanted people to get to know I was gay. But now I just have this haircut. (laughs) (laughs) I, I wanted to wear one because it was convenient for my keys, and then I guess it helped people know I was gay. Yeah, well, the reason the oh, I love how we're just not talking about death at all. We'll get there. The, we got nothing but time. The thing that changed for me is I've just been I have too many keys now, so my keychain my keychain I need to take some off. But it got to the point where people would make comments like, "Oh, like are you a jailer or something?" Because <laughs> um, I have like ten <laughs> keys hanging from my belt loop, and I'm like. I don't even know what these go to. Um, I don't know why I have so many, but I don't want to get rid of them. In Th- case this I one's them to later. the Empire Carpets headquarters. This one's to where I'll, <laughs> this one's to my warehouse of cigarettes. This one, yeah. th- this one's to your mom's house. But you say that to the person that you're talking to to make fun of them. Yeah, uh, make really pointed eye contact. Yeah, this one's to your mom's bedroom, and then like this- everybody laughs. This one's to your mom's underwear because I keep a chastity belt on her when I'm not around. I'm really controlling. <laughs> Dude, that's... <laughs> they shoot three things into your car when you enter <laughs> Cigarettes, carabiner, chastity belt for someone's mom. Yeah, honestly, you know, I've recently moved to Richmond. <laughs> and we're learning a lot about that place. And one thing that has been a hard adjustment is um, there's, like, so many hot goth girls here. Oh, really? Yeah. How's the rent? Um, is, that, oh. is it workable there? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Down. <laughs> down, boy. <laughs> I mean, Look, it's man, not I'm, if- I'm not by enough to not hear there's a lot of goth girls there and go, there- pardon? A <laughs> 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 Yeah, and um, they're like all tatted up too. It's crazy, um, but <laughs> it's just. Well, sometimes my friends and I will just be like hanging out on a street corner, smoking our camel crushes. And, you, and, and you're like, I've got a camel crush on that girl over there. I'm gonna camel crush. I'm gonna camel crush some puss. <laughs> hey, girl, could you camel crush my head between your thighs? <laughs> See, now you're going Don Draper mode. (laughs) Don Draper would straight up be like, here's how we're going to sell people on the idea that they need to buy, like, (laughs) these cabinets. And it's it's like the force of the hinges feels like a woman (laughs) crushing your head between your thighs. And it's the strength of that material that gives you the confidence to use our products. (laughs) 
or some <laughs> shit, and he's chain smoking, and everybody's just like looking at. And they're like, you're you're goddamn genius. He's giving this long speech about like the power of family. And then he's like, and also our cabinets close so hard. People will think you're getting absolutely clowned in there. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, so I think <laughs> Anyway. Um... What happened on that street corner? Did I even let you finish? Oh no, we were, I was talking to my friend and this extremely hot goth girl walked by and then we, and then he was, and then like, he was obviously staring at her. She walks by. I kind of stopped talking about whatever I was talking about. Cause you know, he's obviously not listening. And I also am like, damn, that girl's really hot. And then I was like, oh yeah. So anyway, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, I'm sorry. I think I just blacked out for a second. <laughs> So that's what living in Richmond is like uh, in a lot of ways. And also cigarettes are really cheap and uh, everyone has tattoos. Smoke them if you got them. Smoke them if you got them. <laughs> uh, what I have, I don't have camel crushes, but I do have the cast and crew of this movie. Hell yeah. <laughs> we could do that. Smoke them if you got them. <laughs> yeah. Smoke Adam Wingard's directing credits if you've got them. Um, this is somebody we've actually talked about a decent amount on this show. Not about his movies as the focus, but they kind of come up separately, um, including stuff like Blair Witch 2016, which we actually oh did, which we actually did do, and it's pretty bad. I listened to that episode. Uh, it made me not want to listen to the movie or watch it, whatever. <laughs> um, also, your next a movie that's good. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, uh, a movie that I've heard is good. I liked that movie. <laughs> and The Guest, a movie that I've heard is great. I don't know, but I mean, like with a track record like that. Mixed. <laughs> mixed at best. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But like interesting at least. Except ah, Blair Witch isn't that interesting. Yeah, but this movie is a... Death Note, I would say, is not good. So spoilers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we got yeah, we got a whole bunch of other shit I gotta say. Okay, <laughs> including the writers being uh, there's three people, and at least two different script passes, because Charlie and Vlas Parlaponides, maybe, um, Parlaponides, I think is how you say it. It's the only way my brain can think of. Uh, are credited as writers on this movie. They worked on an anime for Netflix called The Blood of Zeus. Oh, that mo- that anime sucks. <laughs> well, they worked on that. And uh, also uh, writer credit for Jeremy Slater, who wrote uh, Fantastic Four 2015, the Miles Teller one. Fanforstick. And Fanforstick. And also uh, Moon Knight. Uh a bunch of the exorcist tv show but also umbrella academy which is something i know a lot of people like so mixed again is mostly what we're looking at um this is based on death note obviously but uh that was a manga that ran in shonen jump it was by uh subumi oba and takeshi obata uh the movie is edited by louis chiofi or siofi or maybe Chiaffi. It's one of those, probably. Uh, he worked on Dexter. Uh, he did Blair Witch 2016 as well. And then there's some stuff that we can add to the list. Black Scorpion 2 Aftershock. 
what the fuck is that? I want to watch that. That sounds awesome. And also, Carnosaur 3, Primal Species. Uh, yeah, put that on the list, too. Carnosaur is basically, what if there was a slasher movie that was a T-Rex? But also, they made it for $4. The cinematography is by David Tattersall, who I had to write down a lot of credits for because they're very interesting to me. Uh, including a whole bunch of The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones. Con Air. Oh. <laughs> uh, Theodore Rex, um, another T-Rex-related film. Uh, the Green Mile. Lara Croft Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life. The 2008 Keanu Reeves version of The Day the Earth Stood Still. Journey to the Mysterious Island, the sequel to Journey to the Center of the Earth. <laughs> um, a bunch of Interview with a Vampire, the recent TV show, which is apparently very good. Yeah, I need to watch that. And last but not least, Jade, I think I withheld this for the right reason. I think this is going to get a pop from the audience. Uh, Star Wars Episodes 1, 2, and 3. <gasps> He's the prequels guy. He's the prequels guy. Oh my god. Yeah. That means he's very important to the formation of my personality. Are you a big prequels head? I'm a huge prequels head. Well, actually really just the third one. Okay, so I have a I have a very important question. I guarantee I know the answer, but I do want to ask it anyway cuz mm-hmm. I like maybe I'm wrong. Are you are, right. you are you an Anakin girly or an Obi-Wan girly? Oh my god. What do you think? It's got to be Anakin, right? It's got to be Anakin. I love messes. And Obi-Wan? Dude's uh, a Obi-Wan mess. Is, he's such... He's maybe the biggest mess. <laughs> no, my mom made me see... She didn't make me. We went to see <laughs> uh, the third prequel. I forget what they're called. Revenge of the called. Sith is that one. Revenge of the Sith. Thank you. Um we saw that like four times in theaters when that came out because she was into Anakin Skywalker. And then I feel like that imprinted onto me as like an eight year old or however old. I and was. also he's cool and goth and stuff. And yeah, he is goth. Well, he's he cool? emo more than he's goth. Def- he's emo. Well, I identify as emo more than goth. So, you know, that's something we have in common. <laughs> It's one of the many things me and Anakin Skywalker have in common. I dressed up as him for Halloween last year. And actually. it was sick. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I had my ass out, though, unlike in the movie. I think Hayden Christensen really limited his performance by not having his ass all the way out. Yeah, it really should have been. I was like, I was dressed up like him, except I was in like a thong bodysuit. So the cheeks came out to play that night, so right. to speak. Yeah. And then also, I thought this was interesting. You wore... Uh, Teva toe shoes instead of boots, which I thought was a bold choice. Yeah, yeah, and I wore them. I got them like five sizes too big. Yeah, but like you could climb rocks like fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I also, (laughs) yeah, that was picturing that outfit with those shoes is so funny. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, I, I'm giving the people what they want. They want ass and they want toes. But they want toes with a little bit of mystery. Yeah, they don't. You don't want to give it to them, but you want to give them it. No feet for free. Know, no feet for free, but you still want to remind them that they're there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know who um, else is here? Uh, Atticus and Leopold Ross, who did the music. 
Atticus Ross, famous guy. He's in a band you might have heard of uh, called Nine Inch Nails. Oh, oh, wait. There's other people besides Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails? Yeah, Atticus Ross and a couple other guys. Wow. Uh, he did oh. music for Bones and All with our good personal friend Timothy Chalamet. Uh, the Watchmen TV show mank the book of eli the social network and the girl with the dragon tattoo and then his uh i assume brother they have the same last name worked on some of that same stuff including stuff like the book of eli did an episode of black mirror they get around that's kind of crazy the social network is supposed is like a famously good like soundtrack atticus ross is a very famous movie composer nowadays Hmm, interesting. Trent Reznor also is, and they've also <laughs> done movies together on top of being the Nine Inch Nails guys. Or Nin. <laughs> That's Nin to you. It's, uh, that means Nin to me. <laughs> um, let's talk about the cast. Uh, this stars the lesser of the Naked Brothers, um, <laughs> Nat Wolf, as Light Turner. Um, the... I really respect their commitment to realizing they couldn't change that name and just rolling with it, even though his name is now White Turner. Well, they changed the last name. Yeah. I, here's one thing I know about Death Note. Tell me if I'm right, because if I'm right, this poll is insane. I believe in the anime, manga, etc. His name is Light Yagami. Yes. I'm fucking insane, dude. Are you kidding me? How did I know that? I'm fucking cracked. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> I mean, you obviously. Somebody get me a camel crush right now. You did. Yeah. I gotta calm down. You obviously absorbed that information at some point. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I pulled that from the ether. Yeah. I'm like, you didn't just. <laughs> that didn't just come to you. In a dream. Yeah. Um. Light you got me. <laughs> He's uh he was from the Naked Brothers band uh and also the hit film New Year's Eve which we did on the show. Uh. And uh also The Fault in Our Stars and Paper Towns if you were a John Green girly. I was. I read a couple of those. Which sorry not to I read the I have fault, to know which John I read, Green I read The Fault in Our Stars. Yeah. I read Looking for Alaska. Yeah. And I read... Maybe that was it that I read in full. I think I gave another one of them a try, and I was like, ah, I think I'm okay. Was it Abundance of Catherines? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that one is like not nearly as good as the other two that you just said. Yeah. And even those, you cannot return to them as an adult. No, like I had those moments, <laughs> and then uh, I even saw the Fault in Our Stars movie. Me uh, too. And and I'm good and and you know and then John Green did that for me and that was very kind of him but now I I don't need that anymore. Yeah, Fault in Our Stars was my favorite book when I was like 17. That's understandable. I think it was. I think a lot of people had that problem. Yeah. <laughs> the good news is that we are we overcome. Yeah, adapt, and overcome. My... Instead of putting a cigarette in your mouth and not smoking it, now you do smoke it. Oh, yeah. And I think about that shit all the time. I'm like, Dude, metaphors are stupid. You I'm, know what's awesome? Nicotine addiction. <laughs> so, here's a missed opportunity, I think. I'm going to Don Draper again really quick. Oh, hell yeah. Because they missed an opportunity to advertise 
camel crushes to a different audience than you might expect. And the way that they fucked this up is that, you know how Augustus is like, I I put the cigarette in my mouth, but I don't smoke it because I'm cool or whatever. And I like because to think about dying and I'm not, I'm going to die or something. He's not, whatever. <laughs> you know what I, I'm, I'm joking, but you know what I, I mean. I just get insanely pissed because you're not accurately representing <laughs> the fault in <Night> stars. <laughs> I'm like, I'm basically correct. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go on. He's like, uh, it, it makes him think about dying or something. I don't remember. But... You put the killing thing between your teeth, but you don't give it the power <laughs> to kill you. Man, you like remember, remember. I used to make fan art. Okay. That's... And I would write the quotes. <laughs> Tumblr needed you and you needed Tumblr. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> but, um, instead of, just putting it in his mouth, nothing happens. Cigarettes are now boring. They're powerless. Not cool. What if he puts the cigarette in his mouth? He goes, I'm missing a little bit of freshness. <laughs> Cracks that bad boy open. <laughs> doesn't light it. Crucially, doesn't light it. But now, he's just inhaling like gum air, basically. <laughs> And that's how you market camel crushes to kids. <laughs> to kids. Well, because kids are reading the book. We got uh, Lakeith Stanfield as L. That's pretty cool. Handsome. Handsome. Yeah. Uh, sorry to bother you. Get out. Knives out. Uh, Short term 12. Uncut gems. Selma. He's all over the dang place. The purge anarchy, I learned. He's in there. Um... We've got Margaret Qualley. Qualey? I don't think I've ever had to say her name out loud. I don't know. It's probably Qualey. Yeah, probably. Uh, well, she's playing Mia, so that's all we really need to know. Uh, you'll remember her feet from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> it's my joke for that, I guess. Um, she was in Foss for Dunn, Sanctuary, uh, the hit video game Death Stranding. Uh, the leftovers and the nice guys, and then she and Nat Wolf were both in a movie called Palo Alto, written by James Franco, I believe. Oh, <laughs> he's in it as well. So there you go. Um, I did not write down the name of Light Turner's dad, but he's played by Shea Wiggum. Shea Wiggum is like, you could go to the movie theaters this weekend. And there are two different movies you could see this guy in right now. I don't think I could pick him out of a lineup, though. He looks a lot like my high school boyfriend's dad. That's the only thing I can say about that. That's why he's here. <laughs> uh, he's going to be in Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. He is currently in Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Wait, who is he in that? Uh, Gwen Stacy's dad, I assume, because it's yeah, something that Stacy. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, he's on the Righteous Gemstones. He was in Fast and Furious 6 and also 9. Uh, nice. Um, Bad Times at the El Royale, Kong Skull Island, Boardwalk Empire, American Hustle, The Wolf of Wall Street, Machete, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, and Lords of Dogtown. The man has worked. I just think that's interesting. And then he's also in Death Note. <laughs> Speaking of men that have worked and are also in Death Note, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You could also go to the movie theaters right now and see Willem Dafoe in a movie. Is it Asteroid City? Yes. 
Okay. Wow. I wonder how I got that one. Uh, Jason Lyles also plays Ryuk, but physically. Uh, he was in Rampage, uh, Hellraiser from last year, The Last of Us Part 2, and also The Conjuring 2. The video game credits will continue. Uh, Paul Nakauchi plays Watari, and if you've ever played Overwatch, you've heard his voice. Because he plays Hanzo in Overwatch. Oh, the sexy guy? Uh, they're well, they're all sexy. but <laughs> um, the, One of them? <laughs> the sexy guy with a bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah. You got it. Dude, yeah. there's got to be somebody who is like... I'm trying to... I, I had a bit ready and it just vanished from my brain. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, I lost it. He was also on Cyberpunk Edge Runners. He was in uh, an episode of Star Wars Visions, which is just anime Star Wars. Uh, he does, I believe it was additional voices in Mortal Kombat Legends Battle of the Realms, which I'm legally obligated to mention. Uh, the rest of the cast, to be honest, I didn't take notes because those are really the only relevant characters. So I think I think we're covered. To be honest, all right. Um, this is very similar to the plot description that you gave earlier, but it's different enough that I'll explain it again really fast. Um, are you ever, Jade? Have you ever found yourself in this situation? Has this ever happened to you? You're out. You're sitting on top of a table outside by the football field where everybody's practicing, and you're doing a bunch of homework for people that pay you money. And a storm starts and a book falls out of the sky. Does that ever happen to you? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. What book fell out of it, the sky for you? Um, My year of rested relaxation. <laughs> <laughs> and did you find that helpful in your life at all? Uh, it was mostly just depressing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um, in this case, uh, Light Turner um, finds the death note. Uh, which is sort of like a burn book if you wanted to kill everybody. <laughs> and uh, he immediately is like, yeah, I am a righteous do-gooder and I can fix all of the ills of our criminal justice system by killing whoever I want with this book. And he ends up getting in with the hot girl because, immediately. She, because she has an insatiable <laughs> bloodlust. And wants to it's, use the Death Note as much as humanly possible. Um, it's really crazy that he never considers that, like, maybe he should vet this girl. Maybe like, she a has ulterior more. motives. Yeah, no. Um, and along the way, he discovers that the book is at least partially controlled by a demon named Ryuk who hates classrooms and loves chaos. <laughs> and um, he learns all the rules of this book and... In using it kind of establishes like a pseudo-religious cult around Kira, which is, um, he thinks he's being cute. It's the Japanese word for light, which is his name. Wait. Well, no, it's not the Japanese word for light. Is that not what they said in the movie? Am I stupid? No, no, you are stupid. Okay, so what do they say in the movie? Let me take over for a second. Yeah, please. I don't like it's being like stupid. Kel- it's like Celtic and Russian for light. Oh, what's but- the Japanese word? So it just it's just killer. It's oh just, right, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, and that's what they say in the anime. 
he goes by Kira because he's a killer and he's Japanese and it's like a Nick it's like a you know like a kind of like a English ish Yeah, the explanation sounding. in this movie is stupid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's just which be is why clear. I had to I had to correct you. I was being so annoying watching this with my friend last night cuz I was just like that's not what it's like in the anime. <laughs> yeah, and um so things continue. His dad is a cop. Their their mom was killed by uh the mob and then he starts killing people with a sense of like righteous indignation in his heart. And uh, you know who doesn't like that? Like, he's Stanfield. He thinks this shit sucks. And he wants to bring light to justice, even though light thinks he's bringing the world to justice. And um, Lakeith Stanfield is playing L, who is sort of like... He's sort of like BBC Sherlock. He's... In terms of how it's being presented in this movie. Like, I'm willing to bet he's got some kind of mind palace. He's just sort of like a quirky savant yes he's this is another thing where i know he's supposed to be really smart and you see a little bit of it but mostly they just make him quirky i feel yeah, like the characterization feels like they wrote like they gave lakeith stanfield a piece of paper which is like you might have asperger's please play the character yeah. like that it's very autistic coded um yeah which is not super far off except his emotional outbursts are in addition to the movie he wasn't really that emotional like that in the anime did he have a did he have like a a handler dad that's the thing he wasn't childish like that so that like he was already kind of like autistic coded i don't really like that that meant that he also had to be like kind of a man child because that is not correct and that seems like it's like a kind of a fucked up a a thing to add on if that's like the angle you're going for you know um yeah because he is an adult (laughs) like and (laughs) and so he's like i'm gonna get you and then he figures out really quite quickly that it's light because Light's not doing a very good job hiding that information from anybody. He's so stupid in the movie. And then ultimately what this really boils down to, just to sort of pick up the pace here so we can we can get to the heart of the matter, get to the heart of the cards. Um, they keep using the Death Note, and Ryuk really wants them to keep using the Death Note, but also he's clearly got some kind of ulterior motives. Uh, Mia has ulterior motives. Light has ulterior motives. Uh, nobody's really on anybody's team here. And um, the situation just kind of really rapidly deteriorates from, like, what if we are the gods of a new world into, like, oh, no, you wrote in the Death Note that I'm going to die. How could you do that to me? I thought we were fucking. It, I thought this was cool. Um, <laughs> and then there's, like, a there's like some kind of ambiguous ending because you can't fit 37 episodes of an anime into, like, 100 minutes. Okay, so it's probably high time we actually talk about Death Note. It's been like nearly an hour of not talking about Death Note. And that is kind of the They Made Another One promise. Is that we're going to spend a lot of time talking about other stuff. I mean, we did the important part. Like, people know who made the movie. and blah, blah, blah. But um, people want to know what we think. They're here for us. You're the special guest. You're the draw. We have people listening from all over the world who were like, finally, those two fucking guys are out of there. Now it's yeah. the Jade Show. Except yeah. newsflash, motherfuckers. 
I promised earlier that Liam would still be here, and, and by God, he is. Um, digitally, he's in the cyber realm. We've got cyber Liam in the he house. Got, he, he got put into the reboot machine, <laughs> and um, he's in all kinds of scrapes and scrambles in there. But um, he also carved out some time to talk about Death Note. He has seen the Death Note movie. He really wanted to be here for this, and unfortunately, we just couldn't swing it when we ended up picking Death Note. But we wanted to make sure that he still got his chance to talk about Death Note. Now, I all I know is this file is seven minutes long. I don't know what's actually in it. So we're going to learn all this together. But we're going to get Liam and his take on the whole Death Note experience before we finally get in there. So, Jade, you, sh- you should have a file as well in front of you. The file and, is ready. And we're all primed and ready. And then at, on, on a countdown, uh, we'll be good to go. So I'm going to do like three two one cl- click and then on the click we'll we'll click play does that I work click on click like yeah like three two one click and click then we'll click, click got one, it click. got it click on the adam sandor film oh finally okay i'm ready okay. are you are you prepared i'm prepared to click okay three two one click hello this is Liam. Hello, Liam. And in an attempt to speed run my contribution to this week's podcast, because I unfortunately did not find the time to rewatch this movie, and thus my, my thoughts are a bit out of date, um, I will open with a quote that I hope has not been spoken Ooh. yet. And that quote is, I will take potato chip and I will eat it. Not in Death the movie. Death Note is not a movie <laughs> that it's been on our list to cover on this podcast, uh since we started listing movies to cover on this podcast it, it's actually the third listed movie um and it, i wrote it down with a question mark when we started this podcast because i didn't know if it applied but i knew that i wanted to talk about it because they i watched Japanese this movie in uh august august 28th of 2019 is when i watched it and i was very intrigued by it and so i'm i'm very happy that you guys are able to include a bit of my thoughts here and i'm very excited to hear what you guys think about this movie. My experience with Death Note as a, as a property is I had friends in high school who were really into the, the Death Note anime, um, and they, they would tell me about it. I, I remember having walks home from school with them, and they would kind of explain it to me front to back, and I thought it was a, a really interesting concept, but I never watched it myself. I... I saw the potato chip scene that was shown to me on YouTube. I think that's uh, an incredible scene. I love that. Um, but other than that, I, I never, I never dove in. I don't know that I've ever actually seen any anime in full. So after the movie was out for a couple years, I was now roommates with one of the friends who had told me about Death Note, and he said, "I would love this to, to watch this I was movie with you." hear your thoughts on it (laughs) not being familiar with the the anime or the manga you know he had seen the movie already he watched it when it came out and and now he was saying i want to i want to watch you watch the movie and i said (laughs) hell yeah so we watched it and i tell you what i was i was assuming i wouldn't like it just because it had been out for two years and all i had heard on the internet in the last two years about it was was negative really um a couple youtubers who i follow really trashed the thing and i was just under the impression that whether or not you're a fan of the movie it was a bad movie that's that's what i had heard and uh 
it, it goes to show that you never know how you're going to feel about a movie. You, you can't oh my God. <laughs> decide how you feel about a movie based on um, what other people think of it. Because I really liked this movie. What did I like about it? Well, yeah. I really found myself <laughs> immersed in this story. I mean, uh, it's no what wonder story? <laughs> that the, the anime and the manga are so popular. And I thought that that was translated well in this movie. I didn't feel lost and I thought all the performances wow. were really captivating and quirky. Um, you know, the Lakeith Stanfield L character definitely stands out. And I, I can imagine that character is, is more fleshed out in, uh, in a longer running format. But in this one, I, I'm very intrigued by him. I also was a big fan of the relationship between... L and uh, I have her name here uh, Mia Kira <laughs> two names I suppose I don't remember that um, which is why I, oh, I was hesitant to come onto the podcast directly there's going to be a lot I forget about this movie um, and who knows if I were to watch it now maybe maybe I'd feel differently so this is me talking about uh, Liam's thoughts on this movie as a as a 23 year old but I really liked the relationship at the core of it (laughs) and these two characters who are sort of uh, looking for comfort in each other, looking for comfort in revenge. Um, And a lot of the images from this movie have really stuck with me. And I I can't say the same about every movie I saw in 2019. I remember the, the Ferris wheel sequence at the end really well. And particularly the thing that I most loved about this movie that I think about a lot is the the Willem Dafoe character. Um, The effects on that guy, I think, are so cool, unlike anything I've I've seen before. Um, And I I love his voice. I love how they, they... give that character such a mysterious presence. Um, I would take that character in any horror movie, you know? Like, I think it's it, it was just a great execution of um, what that character seems like it's supposed to be to me. Um, and I, I, I just found the whole thing very tragic and captivating and cool. Um, I rated it on Letterboxd at the time. I guess I rated it as a 3.5 out of 5, a 7 out of 10. Um, and to explain what, what that means for me, a 7 is a movie that, that, I, that I like. I quite like it. I wouldn't say I love it. But I will say the stuff that must have made me not have this at a 5, at a, at a 4, I don't remember what those things are anymore. I just remember the stuff I like about this movie the the relationship between those two main characters, the performances, and the whole presence of Willem Dafoe's character, I think is just wicked. I also recall some some Final Destination esque death scenes that I thought were were tense and fun, and I just kind of thought it was a good time at the movies. Um, I'm very curious to hear what you guys think of this movie. All the positive reviews I can recall, of which there are few that I've stumbled across, I think they are from people who haven't seen the anime, um, and that's a camp I fall into. I don't know what camp you guys are in. 
and regardless maybe you'll you'll fall somewhere unexpected so i'm very interested i've heard that this movie might have a sequel in which case maybe i i can give this one a proper update i will rewatch it if it does have a sequel we can do that on the podcast and and i could give some updated thoughts and see if i still like this movie thanks for including my contributions i'm excited to hear what you guys get up to you little scamps you little scamps that's that's Aww. so sweet what a guy <laughs> that's cute um so we're, we're they they kind of know what we think already but we're, we're about to get the into listeners. it more thoroughly <laughs> yeah the but fans. uh yeah but jade before i ask you like what you think what do you make of hmm. what liam just said hmm well I the things that he likes are which Lakeith Stanfield's um, performance and Willem Dafoe's performance, the Ryu character, are probably my two favorite things about this. Also, so like general agreement, him enjoying the dynamic between um, Light and Mia is very yeah. Interesting we're g- to we're me. gonna have to get into that. That might be I mean, a. It's been a few years for Liam. Like, maybe give I him the benefit so. of the doubt kind of thing. <laughs> I think he is remembering that being a little deeper than it actually is because they barely have a relationship. Yeah. Um, it's more of the implication of a relationship, I would say. Right. Um, which, of course, like, you know, part of cinema, you don't have to see <laughs> everything for yourself. But um, I think that's a little bit of the fact that he feels like he doesn't remember a lot of things. He might think that he forgot some stuff that he didn't actually forget. It's just was never there to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is what um, I'm thinking. Though I do really enjoy Liam like consistently being an avenue on this of getting like that perspective on movies that sometimes get a bad rap. Not like exclusively. We've certainly like ragged on a bunch of crap in the past but uh i think it's cool that at least in his memory that this was a hit um yeah or like has legs um because if i if i understand correctly jade if i have this right uh you don't think this movie is good yes it's correct that it's not good right (laughs) um do you like hate it no i like the camp of it of it all right um, do you feel the camp is intentional i don't know actually that's a good question i feel like it has to be okay i feel like who the people that made this movie really like donnie darko also <laughs> did did you get that vibe i've never seen donnie darko so i have no idea damn i you know it's a little embarrassing i do really like donnie darko um so this hat, especially the opening, has it has really strong Donnie Darko vibes. So I kind of like the aesthetic. I love Willem Dafoe. Like, just generally. I like that. <laughs> just, just platonically. Not platonically. It's very sexual. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Ever since he voiced Gil in Finding Nemo, I've been on that shit. Wait, he's in Finding Nemo? I don't remember that at all. Yeah, he's the sexy fish in Finding Wait, which Nemo. which one's the sexy one, Jade? The one... <laughs> The one in the aquarium with the scar. The one in the aquarium with the scar. Let me think for a second. Oh my god. Dude, like Finding Nemo <laughs> is the first movie I ever saw in a movie theater. So you should know. Yeah, that's why I should know this. Um, I just don't, I don't know 100%. Oh no, I, I can picture it now. It just took me a second. It's like the blue. It's like a tall, taller kind of fish. Okay. Got like the big fin on it. You know what I mean? Um, it's got a big yeah. fin on it. It goes up though. Like he's like a diamond shape. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Okay, good. Um. Anyway, and in, so and in I this love... movie, he similarly got some tall stuff sticking out of him. Yeah, a little bit. I like that. <laughs> um, love him as the green goblin. Anyway, so <laughs> love him as the green gobbler. He's so sick. The green gobbler. Um. So I like that. I like Lakeith Stanfield, even though L is not written well. I think Lakeith Stanfield does a really good job of, you know, acting and whatnot. <laughs> um, yeah. Besides that, I like. It's hard for me to really root for this movie because I love the anime so much, and it just dumbed it down so much. And I think there was a way to not have done that and still make it short. Especially since they didn't really give it a real ending. Like, it's an open-ended ending. Or much of a plot, I would argue. Yeah. So, like, what were you doing? <laughs> um, I would describe this movie, first and foremost, as really, really, really hollow. Yeah. It feels like it's got absolutely nothing to it. It, it kind of feels like... um, You ever go to Taco Bell rhetorical question because oh, i'm certain the, the answer is and like you know the cinnamon twists and how they're basically no. just air oh yeah they're like sugar-coated air basically um this movie sort of feels like eating that because it's like your mouth's doing something <laughs> but it's not food you know um i i don't want to try to speak to like if this is a failure by virtue of needing or feeling as though it needed to like westernize it because I'm not familiar enough with the anime to know how badly that kind of fucked this up because I'm sure there's some element of does this work as well in Seattle as it would in like Japan totally. the place yeah. where it was made and has its cultural baggage from it's probably worth asking. But I think the biggest thing is, like, it wants you to think it's dealing with, like, relatively lofty themes. Not even in a necessarily serious way, but that it's, like, trying to do something. And, like, just none of it's actually there. Like, um, all the characterization is really, really thin. Um, you don't get a good sense of, like, who anybody is or, like, why they're like that. You get really straight-ahead exposition, but it feels like paper thin and like it's perfunctory and it's boilerplate and whatever but it's also just sort of like it it is exposition but it feels like it doesn't mean anything and uh the movie has this really like needlessly bold at times visual style but then it pairs that with something <laughs> that like has almost 
zero substance whatsoever. And this is not me saying, why didn't they make a deep, dark and brooding Death Note movie? But it's like this movie. They should have. (laughs) This movie has almost nothing actually to it, which I find really weird. Like stuff just sort of happens to characters you kind of understand. But like none of it feels like like. So, for example, we said earlier, like, why does Mia just like immediately get on board? And it's like, so the movie needed stuff to happen. So it goes from like light gets the book light realizes what the death note can do and then suddenly we're in the gym and he's just sitting in the gym (laughs) while like you'd think it's a gym class but it's clearly not because he's the only person not participating and there's no teacher or coach or class happening and so all the football jocks are now just playing basketball and he's just reading the death note and mia comes in and goes like hey what you're reading uh and then he goes uh you wouldn't want to know it's too cool and edgy and sick. It's so stupid. And then she, and and then she goes, I've got a twisted mind. And he goes, okay, do you really want to see it? Come with me to this cafeteria. And then it just goes from, he has the death note. He wants to keep it a secret. Now he doesn't want to keep it a secret. Now he's showing Mia. Now Mia wants in. Now they're a thing. And like that all happens, but there's no, like it just happens. Like we don't have any meaningful understanding as to like, why would Mia want to do that? You know, what is immediately drawing her to this? What changed in Light's train of thought to introduce this to somebody else? Like, it happens because it happened in the anime. It doesn't happen because... It like, doesn't happen. No, no. It does not happen yeah, sorry. in the anime. I, I, it does not happen That's not. That's not precisely anime. what I meant. Like, what I mean is, like, <laughs> it happens because, like, they said it was gonna, and then because they said it was gonna, like, it needed to. I yeah. you would assume it's in the anime because why else would you do it like that if you weren't doing it based off of source material? So the idea that they also just made made this version so different is like really bizarre to me, because so yeah. much of it feels as though they're doing it because they have to, which is why yeah. it's so thin. But then it's like not the case, which is really weird. Can I tell you how Misa, that's her name in the anime, gets introduced? She literally just like has her own Death Note. <laughs> there's multiple and death be- notes yes there's multiple death notes there's multiple death gods and so she gets her own i believe maybe ugh, if i'm saying this wrong this can be really embarrassing but she becomes a copycat killer and light is getting like pissed off he's like who, who else is death noting while i'm death noting basically and then he is like I have to figure out who this is. And he figures out that it's like this hot chick that's obsessed with him. And he's like, okay, I, I'll like use her for like my own gain. Cause I have to, because she also has a death note and like also her death God that she got the note from is like in love with her. So light originally was just going to kill her, but her death God is like if you fucking kill Misa, I will kill you. And the light's like, oh, okay, I guess I can't kill Misa, so I guess I just have to like manipulate her or whatever. So that's how it happens. So that's why the movie's so stupid, because it's just like he's just like, oh, you want to look at my death note? Can we kiss? Like, and then they can. <laughs> she's yeah, she's like hot popular girl, and then it's like, and then they can. And she's just like, uh, and the justification, the like only line that I think really justifies it is her being like, 
this actually gives my life meaning because I was just like a fucking cheerleader. I hate that so, fucking line, man. That's <laughs> that's the thing about being a cheerleader or like being a girl, being a cheerleader, whatever. That's fine. If you don't want to do that, it's 2017. You don't have to. It's okay if you don't like cheerleading, if you think it's not fulfilling, all that stuff. I It's not a good enough justification for going directly to murder. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other big issue I have is all of these like false equivalencies where they're like trying to make the movie have like ethical weight to it of like how are we choosing to kill who and like who's really right and who's really wrong but it all just feels like saying words and like none of it actually means anything like it doesn't have the actual like gravitas to pull off having an actual conversation about like if it's good or bad to crowdsource from a forum full of people doxing people so they get murdered by a death god yeah yeah like they bring up all these things, but then they go past them like so quickly. So quickly. You can't, you can't actually think about them. Like, I think the forum idea is interesting of them being like, oh, it's awesome. Like, we could just use this forum. And then he's like, no. What if, like, they're just doing that to piss off, like, their ex or something? And then she's like, oh my God, will you fuck me? <laughs> and yeah. then we just, like, just yeah. never gets brought up again. It, um, it's also just insane to me that this movie has a cool enough idea as two people decide to spend their casual time now that they've become the possessors of a death god's book to make out and go on police databases and most wanted lists finding terrorists to murder. <laughs> like, that's an interesting idea. They they do it for like two scenes though. Yeah, I do think it's funny when, like, she's starting to betray him and stuff. And he's like, hey, babe, you want to, like, pop some popcorn and maybe we could, like, fuck and kill people? And she's like, mm, I have a headache. And yeah, like, and, and again, like, <laughs> it's so I have a headache coded. It's really fucking funny. And I think we're, we're finally hitting the part uh, where we do need to acknowledge that lots of this movie is hilarious. Yes. Is, oh, my God. It's not a I've... great movie, but it's very funny. <laughs> However, I do want to just say quickly. This movie was sold to me as being, like, so bad, it's funny, you're gonna die, it's hilarious. Oh, no. It is merely a a bad movie that is, like, it's not bad enough to be an excruciating thing to watch, but it's also not bad in a way that is consistently funny. Well, it's like a, oh, I'm looking at my phone kind of bad, you know, like... Yeah, uh, yeah, it's not like comically bad and then like it's weird and it's it's I do think more than anything it is largely camp. Yes, um, I do. Okay. Nat Wolf is the <laughs> king of camp. Oh god, the faces he makes are so like off-putting. Yeah, directors can't ask for that. That's just raw talent. Yeah. He's just, just doing that stuff. He's selling it. I'm just like I could see this kid being like kind of a uh, i don't want to say school shooter but he's like got a little bit school shooter i mean that's how he's like coded and i guess it's like this is part of a thing that i think is like a cultural translation that i do think needed to happen to some degree for an american audience but like 
the whole thing or, or maybe it didn't even the whole thing in the Japanese version is that he is like top of the class Mr. Popular guy it's like an antichrist thing yeah and you like know? that's not fulfilling to him so yeah. he's gonna go do death note yeah <laughs> like, um so he's gonna go do death note which I think is a maybe less relatable but more interesting right whereas, whereas light Nat Turner. It's just version. like a school shooter. <laughs> well, and but like, well, it's it's his mom, weird. Like his mom got killed. He's not even he's... bullied that much. Yeah, that's true. But like, that's how he's he's introduced in that sort of way, where he's like, he's a genius, but he's an outcast, and he's kind of bullied. Oh my god, when he goes like Ben Shapiro mode on the bully in like one of the first scenes. Uh, I uh, so <laughs> I was watching the movie yesterday. The second he opens his mouth to the bully, I had to pause the movie almost instantly. And I like took a breath and I was like, okay. You had to steal yourself. Here, here we go. Because it, it, it was so cringe I was going to die. It was, um, actually, uh, you've been held back two times. So you're 18. So I could call the police on you for child abuse if you even hit me. And that's like... I'm very dude, smart. Shut up. I, shut up. Yeah. It's, and then like that doesn't really... Squ- like that characterization doesn't really square with like most of what we see him do after that no which is so that's the thing like is that he's, he's not a dweeb like he's, he's cata- he is categorically not a dweeb he's not well you don't even see anything else he does like you don't know anything he's just else got a him. dead mom in the death note and a hot girlfriend yeah and that's it like that's the thing where i don't think you need to tv show length to make this feel a little bit more like a person or even consistently characterize him as like a smart guy yeah Um, they are kind of dumb as rocks huh he's so dumb the fact that he that mia is able to just come up to him in the gym and he's just writing in the death note like in the anime it's and again annoying in the um actually in the anime but like he goes to such lengths to keep it a secret because he one he knows that he's under he starts being heavily surveilled once l kind of figures out that like it is light and he's trying to get evidence and figure out like how he's killing people he starts hiding like tiny scraps of the paper like i don't think light in this movie even realizes that you can just rip out like a scrap and still use that like the smallest mia figures that out (laughs) yeah and he's like i didn't know you could rip the pages out it's like you're so stupid. <laughs> yeah, instead um, they're like, what if we do that classic high school dance top hat gambit? That was kind of, I mean... It's funny. I, As someone that wore a top hat for part of prom, it's a little relatable. Did, was it your hat, though? No, it was my friend's. That's different. Uh, yeah. Margaret Qualley the- made him bring the hat. Yeah, um, but he, like, he he gets a watch... And the watch has a secret compartment with a little piece of paper in it from the death note and then like a needle so that he can poke himself and use his blood to write someone's name in case of an emergency. Like that is how fucking galaxy brain light is in the fucking anime. And it's just like, it's so maddening to watch this and they don't even replace it with anything cool. Like if like, if the movie was still good on some other merit, I think I'd be fine. But it's just, like you said, it's just like so shallow. Uh, I will say, um, 
one thing I think is fascinating is the fact that this movie leans so hard into the final destination of it all. It really does. Which I think is, which I just, I just think is awesome. Like, no, I liked the the gore. Yeah, honestly, I think it should have been gorier, and uh, but just the idea that it happens in a completely hands off way, like you can just will it, but then like the universe will just make it so, is like this whole movie. If they wanted to do like the camp goofy gross thing, this whole movie should have been like 90% light learning how to use the book and like doing increasingly ridiculous shit with it and then getting found out that way by like having hubris of being like I can like final destination a ladder through some guy's head what else can I do and getting bolder by virtue of almost the silliness of it all and then getting found out that way and then you could do that and then like have your cake and eat it too and then instead it kind of does neither because there's not enough kills and they're not gory enough. And then he doesn't really do it a lot. Yeah. And then he gets like, he gets like more squeamish about killing people too. Um, and I'm surprised the guy the that whole... made the movies that Adam Wingard has made, like backed out on the, the, the gory murder stuff. Yeah. They, well, one Mia's death should have been fucking actually gory. I think that's a huge like. They, I thought that's she a huge lived. Punch that they pulled. I know. No, she just died in like a hot. She had to die in like a hot way, I guess. But um, also like the watery thing. I don't get it. I don't really spend, get. I don't even know like what the like. I know what the plan was, but it's just like, dude, it sucks. Sorry, go ahead. But yeah, it sucks. No, well, they spend so much time on it, and then it doesn't work. And I don't know if that's like, oh, it's building tension and then subverting expectation or whatever it seemed like they were maybe setting it up for a sequel but in a short movie where nothing happens that watery thing wasted so much time <laughs> like yeah and it doesn't do a lot like all you learn is that l cares about uh watari and it's like yeah we know well it gives that's the thing it just gives the movie permission to make l stop being smart yeah, they just make him like he gets Anakin Skywalker low key. He lets his because, he lets his anger win. Yes, which is so stupid because like, oh, so now they're both just stupid because you had to do it because you can't figure out how to write. Yeah, now this like, movie is people. gonna have the boring climax where two angry guys run around trying to kill each other. Oh my god, I did like it was so hard not to laugh every time L just like knocks some shit off of a table or something yeah. like knocks something over where I'm just like, why is he doing that? When he goes to get the candy and he just and he chucks puts, it all everywhere. And I'm just like, what are you doing, man? Like he liked eating sweets and stuff in the anime, but he wasn't like, again, like they made him so childish. It was so weird. Like, and I think they did that because they also made light like they made them they dumbed them both down so i guess you have to do it to both of them if you do it to one but it's just like yeah really strange you do get some l feet lakeith stanfield feet directly in the camera that's for the girls <laughs> yeah that was, for, that was for the ladies in the audience um yeah i like screamed <laughs> uh yeah it's a too bad that this movie is not like 
it's not consistently funny enough to make up for any of this, so we have to spend the conversation talking about all of this stuff instead of just laughing the entire time, which would have been a lot What's more fun. Thing? What's another thing I could laugh at? Let me look at my notes. When in the when the classroom starts getting Wizard of Oz, and um, he goes to hide behind the desk, which I think is a reasonable reaction, and the desk just gets fucking thrown across the room. Yeah, and he's like crying like a baby, crying like a baby boy. <laughs> Let's see. One of my one of my notes here just says Willem Dafoe, huge cock, which has nothing to do with the movie. Which is but true. I just, I mean, Willem Dafoe. True. Why does you like? not have a huge cock yeah that's what i was wondering sorry um, but also like why did they make him look like that i know the character that's design no 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 like. no. i know but like this is how they wanted to interpret that i just find that interesting yeah it doesn't look it great it feels like they they didn't want to render him so they just give him like the glowy eyes it's like it's time. like previous it's like ah, these effects aren't done but like <laughs> yeah. ah, okay it's like cats <laughs> um Uh, but i i didn't like another thing with ryuk's character is that he's he was just kind of silly he was just kind of a silly guy in the anime i i do think he's sufficiently silly he's just sort of fucking goofing around no but he's like trying to kill he's like he's like oh if you pass on the death note like i'm gonna kill you he just really wants i if he's so he's a death god yeah, so he's a death god. Why does he need the death note? That's how they kill people. It's like the scythe. But he is lazy. So he, and he's like bored. His, Ryuk's whole thing is that he's bored with being a death god because they're immortal. So the, everyone is just really boring. They just kind of sit around and like gamble, but like nothing matters because they're like immortal death gods. Um, it's like the vampire problem, I guess. But so he's like, oh, I'm going to go to the human world because I'm bored and I just want to see what the fuck will happen if we just like start dropping some death notes in there. So he doesn't actually care like how many people get killed or whatever. He's just kind of like, like when Light starts doing all that stuff, he's just kind of like, oh shit, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, he's using it. He's just like yeah. me for real. Yeah, literally. But in the movie, he's like, "Yes, yeah." Yeah, again, again with the with the Star Wars prequel analogy, but it's a very Emperor yeah. Palpatine approach. Yeah, he's not Emperor Palpatine. He's more like a Jar Jar in the anime. I mean, he's not that annoying, but he's just kind of like he's a lot more likable. He's just kind of a silly guy. Um, and there's shades of that here. Yeah, definitely a little bit. But it's like you can tell he gets off a lot more on like lots of people dying. Where he doesn't really give a shit in the anime. It is very funny that um, they do a extended slow-mo shot of a bunch of people walking upstairs in a building to walk off the building. Oh, that's the synchronized That's shit. so funny. That was so... With the music playing, dude, I actually... Yeah, that they should have cut that to a... Dude, they should have cut that to like... The only thing that I think would make that better is like using a song that would have been in an AMV. Oh, God. Like, I was just thinking of, like, this fucking, like, Eurythmics or something like that. <laughs> My it's, head like, went to that... Linkin Park for some reason. Oh, uh, no. I think it was, it just, like, it had um, flash mob energy. <laughs> except <laughs> it's giving flash mob mass suicide for me. Yeah. Also, why does this whole movie have, like, 80s music? I don't know. I kind of like it. It's just, like. 
he's got other movies with a similar approach, but it's just like I don't get why it's here in this one. No, there's no reason. I mean, they also have like the school dance, which is a very like eighties coded sort of scene. Yeah, and also um, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's just like, it, nah. They should have just had it take place in the eighties. That would have been kinda cool. Analog death note. We we can no longer death note with computers. <laughs> yeah that's true you got to go to the record store or whatever i'm crate digging for death notes <laughs> i actually have a death note my mom got jade it you me. can't just say that oh shit well it's a podcast no one knows what i look like you're supposed to keep it a secret you're supposed to keep it fuck <laughs> you know what i look like what if i say oh, no. what if i say some fucked up shit before we're done that's true i'm gonna be like Corey. uh a a clown car bursts into Corey's apartment out spills 10 clowns each one with a different personality and a different color coding one of them goes into the kitchen grabs a big knife <laughs> drops it the knife <laughs> yeah the knife the knife what is the, what is the knife do jade <laughs> the knife falls into <laughs> the <laughs> a cat that's sleeping cozily on the floor wakes it up it goes <laughs> jumps onto one of the other clowns the clown starts stumbling around trying to get the cat off of its face knocks into another clown that clown grabs the toaster to defend himself starts falling <laughs> dude uh, yeah <laughs> grabs onto cory for support drags cory to the bathroom uh another clown comes in he has some sort of toast related bit so he plugs the toaster <laughs> in the other clown trips onto the faucet, uh, starts filling up the water. Corey is still trapped in the bathroom. You think he's going to fall into the into the tub, <laughs> but no. He, uh, he goes face first into the toilet. Another clown has to take a huge dump. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Sits on top of Corey and asphyxiates him. Damn, I got, I I got toilet dumped to death? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, um, yeah. Hearing you dig the... <laughs> deepest hole i've ever heard was awesome also picturing the logistics of what you were saying and where those rooms actually are in my house was very funny because like logistically that would be crazy if that happened because like where like there's there's the kitchen and then there's a flight of stairs and then my room is on a landing and then the bathroom is upstairs from that so like there'd be a lot of stairs involved in all of these pratfalls Okay, well, which I know, but well, with the power of the death it has note, to happen because you wrote in the death. Note. We also don't have it a has cat, to happen. so that's a that's a new element for us. Um, I'm controlling the cat. I guess the cat also. All these people. Have I've got to die. pussy powers with the death note. Ah, because it's a cat. I don't know. Whatever. Somebody clip that. Uh, <laughs> somebody clip me saying that. Um, I'm not. Put it on my gravestone or whatever. Um. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> Rest in pussy, bro. Rest in pussy. Okay, so it was my birth. I had my birthday party last week. Yeah, yeah. We said happy birthday last episode to you. Oh shit! I'm so sorry. I have not listened. To I'm just, I'm just telling you. You were gonna find it eventually. That sucks. Oh my god! I'm the worst co-host ever. You wouldn't. Have but been. um, yeah. Happy, bir- was, happy oh, birthday! Was- 38 years young. Uh, I'm not. The- <laughs> At least you clipped out that other thing I said. It makes Dude, oh wow, yeah. 
<laughs> really be getting canceled. Anyway, <laughs> um, keep that in this for the mystery. But what was I going to say? Fuck. Oh, yeah. So one of my friends invited these two random girls to my birthday thing when we were out walking, out and about, bar hopping. And I was wearing, I also had my ass out that night. Notice, noticing a trend sh- here. You know, that's just how it is sometimes. I was wearing like black underwear with like a sheer black like lace, like skin tight dress over it. So it looked very cute. Um, but these girls that I did not know were just like walking behind me drunk on the street being like, oh my God, she's serving C word. I mean, just, you like, can say really, it if you like, want. I'm not going to say it. Okay. <laughs> like you're going to get caught by the police. They kept saying I was serving Cunt. over and over again. And that was probably a little awkward to be like on the it sidewalk. Was weird just because I don't know them. Yeah. And Are we finally normalizing that word though? So we can catch up with the British. And the, Auss- the Aussies. Yeah. I think so. I think it's normalized if you are a woman or gay. I still think that straight men can't say it. Honestly, I feel really weird, a little weird when gay men say it. Um, but I also just don't like saying it. I've never been one of those girls that likes to... I, I, I don't know. I just don't... I'm not like a divine feminine vagina person. Right, yeah. Maybe because I'm like non-binary... And, like, I don't really connect womanhood to, like, biology right. that much. Um, <laughs> this, is a funny, this is a funny tangent on a Death Note podcast. Yeah. But um, anyway, so I don't really say it. But I do love to say pussy because I think pussy is just a good word. It's a funny you word. Know? Pussy. Like, it just sounds good coming out. It doesn't sound, like, <laughs> it doesn't sound as abrasive as the C word. No, it's, that's but, a lot of hard consonants. It is. Like pussy. It's like, <laughs> pussy it, it, like it's like it's like a jaunty word. It sounds like you're having fun. Yeah, yeah. like a, like a yeah. like an elf might say it. Yeah, but if someone said I was giving pussy, I also don't really know how I would take that. Excuse- or serving pussy. Pardon me, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I dost believe thou be uh, disseminating pussy to the masses this evening. <laughs> disseminating pussy. <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway, what were we talking about? I don't know. Death Note, I guess, but like I actually like weirdly don't have a lot extra to say about it. I I don't know. It's I was a little let down that I didn't have more fun, but the fun stuff is fun. Yeah. How it's like if you start killing people, the hottest girl at your school will want to have sex with you, yeah. but then she will also try to kill you. So Maybe they were both into that. Yeah. If you die in the game, you die for real. I do wish that L or not L Light had stuck to his guns of being like a murderer a little more. Like when he's talking to L and he's like, Well maybe some people don't even want to kill anymore. And I guess the thesis of the movie was like you have to choose between the lesser of two evils, maybe is the thesis. They brought it up a couple times. I think the movie but- wants you to think it has a thesis. <laughs> yeah that i guess is a potential thesis but again not good enough um but yeah when he goes on that like i guess monologue or something to l about being the lesser of two evils i was like 
<sighs> light would never light yagami would never do this he would never stoop this low <laughs> to being like my girlfriend is actually more evil than me no not, not on my watch not on not on my watch yeah he's always the most fucked up guy around. <laughs> is it is it is it misogynistic to insist that your girlfriend can't be a more fucked up guy than you oh i would say that the anime is definitely more misogynist <laughs> okay so that's one that's plus. one w for this mia is a lot more is that she is that Mia gets agent. to serve cut in this movie? <laughs> I will say that more cunt is being served <laughs> in the Death Note 2017 movie. The, well, that's the thing. There's like definitely a lot of hot chicks in the anime, but they're they're just being manipulated the whole time. I thought you were gonna say, but they're drawings. But no, that's never stopped me before, and it won't in the future. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a date with Lola Bunny tonight. Yeah, my Lola Bunny pillowcase. It's just like, (laughs) never mind. Okay. I was going to say something really gross. I'll just say it anyway. I'm like, it's like completely stiff. I was going back to my birthday party. I was, um, my friend came into town and we were, I have a studio apartment. So we were all going to sleep in like the same room, like saying goodnight and stuff. And we were falling asleep talking about Shigo from Kim Possible. Yeah. Yeah. That's understandable. And as I'm like going to bed at like four in the morning, I get like a, like a text. I'm like, who the fuck is texting me? And I look. It's Wade and it's from Kim Possible. It's just, yeah. He's like, you gotta go. <laughs> and I go, uh, what does she say? What's the sitch? Yeah, what's the sitch? Absolutely. Okay, what's the sitch? No, and I'm like, what's the sitch with this text? And I look, and it's just a pic. It's just like a PNG of Shigo like, from my like friend. From the show, not like, not like illicit. No, it, Shigo it was. It wasn't illicit, but it was fan art. It okay. was just like someone obviously copying like a screenshot or something. Um, if you must know. And I look over at my friend and I'm like, why did you text me this? And he's like, so that you have sweet dreams. <laughs> Hard to argue with that, man. Yeah, exactly. She do be going. Yeah, yeah she do be serving. Dude, she goes serving. You know who's not she... serving? Bonnie, that stupid, that stupid mean girl. Oh my God, that's true. I can't, you know, she's a high schooler, so I can't really speak to that too much. Not anymore. It's only 20 Not anymore. Years. That's true. Dude, she um, definitely got deep into like the Mary Kay kind of arc. Oh, like a pyramid scheme? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, well. But for sure. What was um Kim's best friend's name? That'd be Monique? Ron Stoppable. Oh. No, no, the girl was. Well, you didn't specify. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, I Ron believe Stop- it was Monique. She was cool. I liked her. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good show. Yeah, but we're no longer talking about death note again so what if kim possible was in the death what if kim possible had the death note what if no what if she was like what if l was like i need someone to help me stop light turner and then he's like and then it's a little that's dude somebody i wonder if somebody wrote this impossible death note fan fiction yeah the crossover all right it's it's i'm just gonna look it up real quick you keep talking i'm gonna look can i can i add on yeah. We've got L. We've got Kim Possible. Good things come in threes. Who's another great crime solver? I'll tell you. It's Perry the Platypus. 
Um, I was <laughs> also in the Disney world, so I don't think that specific one has been written. Um, well, all I'm saying is we're, Des- we're sitting on a hot property here. That's true. A hot property? That's a crossover of three things. <laughs> yeah. Death Note Kid Possible fan fiction. Oh my god, it does exist. Oh my god. Is it oh is god, it horny oh or normal? Okay, let me look. The past of Shigo and the future of Kim Possible. Oh my god. Shigo starts acting weird after a friend from her past shows up and Kim wants to know why. <laughs> is, um, who's the friend from her past? Is it the, like Ryuk? It's Misa and L. Oh my god, that owns. <laughs> but it doesn't say it's a okay, set in AU, it's a Kim Shigo ship. Ron Yori ship. I don't know who that is. Yori? Cancelled until further notice. Oh no. Dang. The death of Misa and the rebirth of L. This is interesting. I want to look at this. Fanfiction.net. Characters Death Note and Kim Possible. There may be spoilers for Death Note and Kim Possible. <laughs> You've been warned. There might be. We have no way of knowing for sure. Oh my god. There's so much... Um. There might be relationships of couples of the same sex or huge age gaps. There might be self-harm cuss words and or suicide. Love the phrase huge age gaps. I'm like, oh my God, how big is it? (laughs) Takes place at the same time of Kim and Shigo's fight. Oh, this is a sequel to the past of Shigo and the future of Kim Possible. So only one person has written about this crossover on FanTrick. What is their username? Yeah, if anyone else wants to look this up. Their username on fanfiction.net is Levi97100. Levi, you're a fucking true American patriot. I'll tell you what. Oh, my God. That's so sick that that's real. Oh, my God. I just want to read this. You should read it. It's just another day for the hero, Kim Possible, fighting her most dangerous nemesis, Shigo, up on a wet roof in the rain. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I don't know if I've ever heard a more redundant sentence in my fucking life. (laughs) Is that all, Kimmy? Asked Shigo with a big grin on her face as she easily blocks all of Kim's punches. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I want to make something very clear i'm not making fun of the person that wrote this but this is no i mean they definitely wrote this like 20 years like there's no way this has been a recent thing <laughs> you, you, does... this was uploaded yesterday oh my god does kim throw up trying not to throw up the bueno nacho she ate with ron right before the fight and now she's wishing she didn't that's crazy um where is where does l and light yagami come in probably not for a while fuck i just want to get to that part just control okay. f light there's only two chapters oh my god i okay wait can i i've gotten to a part where it starts crossing over as the limo drives down the high oh sorry as the limo drive down the highway <laughs> <laughs> As it passes by buildings, the driver watery looks in the mirror and sees two people in the back staring out the windows. Master L, said Watery. Yes, what is it, Watery? asks L. He's bored from riding in a limo for three days, only stopping for gas and to use the bathroom, and it didn't help that the young model he was riding with either didn't talk at all or would not shut up about his rival, his first friend, his worst enemy, Light Yagami. Or worst, ask him, this is all one sentence, ask him a bunch of personal questions about his life, 
Plus, he already ate the week's supply of sweets that Walter got for the trip, so he was mentally exhausted. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> okay, this is never going to actually no, cross No, let's over. just leave that there. They, they, yeah, they canceled after two chapters, and they never actually need. The first chapter sets up the Kim Possible storyline. The second chapter sets up the Death Note storyline, and then they canceled the fan fiction. <laughs> a book, Jade, we're going to have a book fall from the sky that's these two chapters, and we have to finish uh, writing it. Oh, my God, yes. I would do that. Anyway, this seems like... <laughs> anyway, the Death Note movie is not very good. But Fan Fiction Deck Night is awesome. You can find anything there. Death Note's not great. Uh, you don't need to watch it, but you no, should watch the anime. that's a good point. It's not funny enough to actually watch it. No. And it's not stylistically interesting enough to actually watch it. No. Even though my friend from Oklahoma, his like Midwestern 60-year-old parents watched it, and they thought it was pretty good. And they had no idea what it was. So maybe your parents will like it. Yeah. Uh, show death note to your parents. <laughs> and give them some camel crushes while you're Dude, at it. So true. Dude, this podcast makes me want to start smoking cigarettes. Oh my God, please. <laughs> Slay. Slay. No, don't smoke. I mean, unless you really want, unless I don't. you really feel like you need to. I don't feel that, but yeah. it'd be funny, haha, if I did. Yeah, just for a bit. I get nicotine addiction is a bit. I mean, honestly, cigs are less addicting than vapes, I will say. Everyone I know that vapes can't stop, and like, I never really feel the need to smoke a cigarette. So do with that what you will. So, ch- so checkmate vapists. <laughs> vapists. <laughs> yeah. So next week, I don't actually know what we're doing. Uh, unfortunately for us, Jade won't be here next week. Uh, I'll be because dead. Because of the death Corey note. has written my name in the death Yeah, note. but uh, Liam and Mitch will be here because I wrote their name backward in the death note, which made them alive again, I think. No, you burned. You have to burn the page. Yeah, and they're the same person, and I know I only get one, but they're like, it's Liam. It's like Liam Mitch. It says it says Mitchell Liam is on it is what it says. Yeah, if you if you combine the names together, then yeah, it's actually a loophole. Checkmate. Um, we will soon be doing our like ten best of this past year of the show. That's going to be a week later than it typically would be on account of this episode today and the scheduling issues that we ended up having. Um, so next week won't be that. The week after should be that, and then uh, we will be all up to speed. Um, Jade, thank you very much for stopping by and goofing around and, and having some times. Of course. I hope everyone learned a lot. Um, How could you not? <laughs> quite frankly. That's true. Learned a lot about me. Learned a lot about Mad Men. Learned uh, more about Don Draper than you might have anticipated. Learned a lot yeah. about um, Camel Crush cigarettes in particular. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I might go smoke one right after this, honestly. <laughs> and um, everybody listening knows this, but you also uh, have made our very lovely podcast art and are an artist. Yeah. And I am. people should look at that. How can they do that? They can find me on Instagram at Jade Sketches. I also have a portfolio website, Ooh. jadesketches.com. I know. It's not... I mean, it's pretty good. I'll probably be switching out my projects on there soon. 
but um, that has my information with how to contact me and some stuff I've worked on in a more curated fashion. I'm also on Art Fight this month. Um, Art Fight is a thing that only happens in July. I try to do it every year where you draw people's characters. I'm also Jade Sketches on there. And I'm on Letterboxd as well. Am I Jade Sketches on Letterboxd? I think so. Probably. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm not on Twitter anymore. Yeah, nobody is. Except for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm in hell. But. Yep. But, um, yeah, so follow me on Letterboxd if you want to know what I think of the Oppenheimer Barbie double feature that I'm going to in a couple of weekends. Yeah, it's time to Barbenheimer. It's, tar- it's time to Barbenheimer. <laughs> it's really hard to say. Barbenheimer. I just Barben met her, dude. Uh, Barbenheimer. I barely Barben know her. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But yeah. John those Jacob are- Barbenheimer Schmidt. His name is my name, too. He lives in Malibu. Yeah. I don't have a good way to continue mm-hmm. that. But yeah, that's true. Will you be doing commissions at all anytime soon? Is that something people should know about or... Commissions are open. They're wide open. Commissions are wide open, people. <laughs> I've I done do it. I can vouch. Of... Hell yeah. Um, I'm really interested in doing like merch, merchy things right now or posters. But I could also draw D&D characters, fan art. Um, enemy I'm art. Starting to get... Enemy art. I'm starting to do um, like dreamscapes <laughs> like, like like people dra- describe their dreams to you yeah like i can paint your nightmares <laughs> does this sound is that a good pitch? That's, pretty, dude, that's pretty sick <laughs> i've been really into painting nightmares lately. <laughs> don draper be like <laughs> so yeah if any of that sounds interesting um hit me up please call me i really need them call me beat me if you want to reach me (laughs) yeah let me know what the sitch is with your whole dream situation or your DD character or whatever uh who fucking cares (laughs) it's it's serving dream it's oh god yeah you can so i'm actually gonna do the plugs for everybody off the top of my head because i know they're not here but they're, they're still here so mitch uh doesn't doesn't do that but Liam does. Liam's got a whole bunch of stuff of his that you could check out. Um, he is on Twitter and Letterboxd uh, as Graham the Haunted Marshmallow. The username being Graham the Mallow. You can find both of those things there. That's his film writing alter ego. He's in a band called Guest Room Status that I personally think is very good. And uh, they have an EP that was released relatively recently. Uh, there's going to be a link to it in the description. It's called Like the Weather if you'd like to listen to that which I think you should. Also, if you're big into Weezer, if you've been wondering throughout this podcast, what does Liam think about every single Weezer album? I've got incredible <laughs> news. You can go listen to In the Weeds with Weezer, the Little Bitches podcast right now. And I've been told that that is a reference to Weezer, the Little Bitches part. Um, I wouldn't know. So if, if you know that, you know that. But he's on there with some pals of ours. Talking about Weezer. Um, you can find me on Twitter at a pastel heart because I haven't left yet. Uh, you can find me on Letterboxd at Mr. Corey Price because they're haters and won't let me change my username. And um, you can go find 
the other shows that I make, they're all centralized on MortalCombatConquest.ca. You'll find two other shows there. There's Strat 2 F1, which I do with uh, my friend Callum. We haven't done that in a while because scheduling is really hard, but we're going to try. Uh, MK Podcast, much more frequent. Uh, it's done with our friend Neil. It's uh, winding down. We're going to be doing a rebrand, but if you're interested in Mortal Kombat Conquest, the TV show, or any sort of Mortal Kombat ephemera that theoretically doesn't really have anything to do with the important stuff, uh, you can find all that at MortalCombatConquest.ca. With all that out of the way, thank you all once again for listening to this episode of this show. They made another one. You can find us on Instagram at They Made Another, which is all one word. We have reels and posts and all kinds of shit over there. Uh, we're on Letterbox at TMAO. I need to take that out of the outro. It, it hasn't been updated in a long, long time. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, every podcast service that you have under They Made Another One. You can reach us via email at tmaopodcast at gmail.com with recommendations for future episodes, questions, comments, and your one-line contribution to our crossover fan fiction between Death Note and Kim Possible. Every, oh, yeah, every, everybody write a line. <laughs> And we'll put it together. Exquisite, cor- exquisite corpse, death note, <laughs> impossible. Yeah. Uh, That'll be the next podcast. And uh, with all that out of the way, there will be an episode next week on something to talk about. And they made another one? <laughs>